Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christian. I'm your host, Michael Tabor. And I am Zachary Allard. And, uh, man, Zach. Michael. How we doing, buddy? You know, uh, somehow spontaneously outside our apartment, there emerged just about 50 pallets of bricks. Yeah, it's so weird the way that they showed up. There was also an abandoned cop car with a sign on the back that said, kick me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I want to be clear. Of course, yeah, of course I did. Of course. You don't just pass up an opportunity. But like it's not that. as satisfying as I wanted it to be, to Aww. be honest. Aww. But those bricks are nice. They've just been left shrink-wrapped in the pallets. <laughs> Somehow the packing slip that says CIA yeah. hasn't been, has just has, no one signed for it, though, which is... <laughs> <laughs> a little unprofessional in my opinion yeah frankly we need to file a complaint so michael yeah what are we talking about this week i mean we're talking about the inescapable horror of our society dude what happened to 2020 i had such high hopes i had high high hopes i know we for keep living. getting emails from people being like uh <laughs> so your your bernie takes haven't aged well listen i'm always happy to hear from the listeners <laughs> yeah but stop rubbing it in but that it. one's getting that one's getting sad <laughs> so just a little over a week ago yes we saw george floyd murdered in broad daylight mm-hmm. with a knee on his neck for nearly nine minutes while yeah. three other officers stood around and watched and people pleaded with him to stop murdering this man, including George Floyd, uh, who repeatedly said, I can't breathe. This this modern day lynching uh, mm-hmm. set off, I think, one of the, the largest acts of protest that we have seen in this nation, backed up by an unending stream of absurd police violence. The uh, protests against police violence being met by ever-increasing amounts of police violence. Yeah, I mean, really, it's ridiculous. Hopping on social media is just spinning a roulette wheel of do you get tear gas, uh, batons, or pepper shot, or rubber bullets. Like, it has just been an unending stream. In the wake of saying, please stop killing us, the response has unceasingly been, we're going to hurt you till you stop saying that. And in some cases, kill you when you keep saying that. It's amazing. It's amazing that cops' response has been, nothing's wrong, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, their response has been to, like, push you into the closet? Like, I, like, no, please don't put me into the locker. I was watching the NYPD chief speak today about... Why do you do these things to yourself, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> uh, about why, or about how all of his... He's never been prouder of all of his officers. Which I think is That's a maybe the only honest thing I've heard a police uh, chief say since this whole fucking thing began. I don't know. Cops are scre- screaming a lot of obscenities at people. It's honest. That yeah. That that and the the LAPD commissioner saying that protesters are the same as the police officers that murdered George Floyd. That is so incredible. I and it just we're gonna get into this more in there. But I just I, it drives me so insane every time I see a famous lib on social media be like. This means you need to vote. It's like, motherfucker, I live in the bluest county, in the bluest state in the country. Yeah. You think we don't vote for the party you're talking about, for the people you're talking about? Yeah, the the failures of electoralism, specifically when it comes to curtailing police violence, is something that I think we're going to dig into more. Yeah, that's obviously going uh, to be a huge thing. But let's just take a moment Yeah. to say... We must remember George Floyd. You know, we did our police violence episode two weeks ago. I know. Uh, and it seems like a lifetime because mm-hmm. so much has happened between now and then, including the continued loss of innocent black life. And we're going to get into this from a few different angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about Trump, of course. 
<laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about my experience attending a protest on Saturday, and we're going to be taking a look at some of the Christian responses to this, which, let me tell you, run a real uh, solid gamut from beige to uh, medium gray in terms of <laughs> the qualities that they possess. Sort of a dove. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, eggshell and cream. <laughs> But all of that, and we are going mm -hmm. to be mocking a lot of people along the way, has yes. to be situated against uh, the continued reality of just unending death at the hands of police. Um, and that truthfully oppresses, you know, our entire population and then specifically targets our black population at a rate of like 2.8 times. Yeah. No, it's, it's bad to be a poor person of any stripe, yeah. but it's worse to be a poor person who is black or brown in this country. Absolutely. So we have a lot to get into. But first, let's let's start with uh, something a little fun. <laughs> Donald Trump. So, after all the protests this week, Donald Trump wanted to make a statement. He had been holding up in his bunker the way a strong man does. Yes. Uh, as all heroes do, preppers unite to say, like... <laughs> Tweeting in his hour of need. Deep underground, licking his AR-15... It's funny, like, there has been a, there have been a lot of sort of, like, CNN talking heads types being like, where is the president? Why isn't he leading? It's like, whatever he does, whenever he emerges, yeah. isn't going to help. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think there's this, there's like, Donald Trump should do the right thing. It's like, yeah, but he's not going to. Like, this is actually best case this scenario. Is, this is absolutely best case scenario. <laughs> Can we make sure that he can't tweet from the bunker? Because that is absolute best case. So the White House is across the street from a church. And True. Donald Trump wanted... He wanted they, to go to church. He wanted to go to church, have a photo op. I, I mean, I think this is our pious president. I think he just wanted to go to church, man. <laughs> but there were protesters in the way. Yes. So Bill Barr gave the order to disperse them. Yes. With, and they weren't they weren't rioting. There was nothing even... They were just pro... They were just hanging out. Yeah, just to be clear, this is a pro-rioting podcast. Yeah, no, no, we, we believe in riots. But that's not even what was but happening. That, but they I were just peacefully specific. protesting just in Lafayette Park. Holding signs. Uh, and Trump needed to get across that park, so he gave the order... And they tear gassed the shit out of people who were just peacefully protesting. Yeah, which will not be shocking to anyone who's been paying attention, but is kind of special. You know, I, I remember when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on on an Abrams tank. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to you have to know Greek to to, to really understand the nuances of yeah, that. The yeah, translation. the nuances of the munition. Uh, fucking disgusting. And then he gets there and has. My favorite moment, yeah. he's followed, this is from the New York Times, followed by a phalanx of aides, Secret Service agents, as he makes his way to the church, where his daughter pulled out of her $1,500 bag a Bible. Of course. And then he proceeds to hold up the Bible in front of the sign while talking about reopening the country, I yeah, guess. Yeah, while, while, while invoking himself as a law and order president. Like, while specifically saying, like, we need to crack down on this shit. Like, he's just... <laughs> the way Jesus always did with crowds. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. remember when he dispersed the 5,000 with batons. When, yeah, when he took the fish and beat, beat them back with it. <laughs> but the bread was a baguette yeah. that he used to hit people. That's right. Uh, I think you're underselling it when you say he held a Bible up. Well, that is that is the best part. Michael, how did... How so, did what did Trump even do? Go take a look at this picture, dear listener, because there's no way that we can do it justice. I think what's amazing is that he holds this clearly never opened Bible. <laughs> uh, but he he doesn't just hold it like he's never seen a yeah, Bible before. It's got before. the Gideon stamp from the Trump yeah. Hotel in there. 
Uh, Trump would never allow the Gideons in his hotel. <laughs> this is one rule. He's also holding it like he's never held a book before. No, I mean, he's sort of pinching it between his fingers mm-hmm. the way you would, like, bait. You're about to put on a hook. Yeah, with with a certain... It, it feels stressful just to look at it. Like, if you yeah. <laughs> saw a prisoner of war being forced to do this, you would say this is a war crime. Like, it's a really uncomfortable it, shot. It's as uncomfortable as when John McCain tries to high-five you. Yeah, <laughs> and he never even went inside the church. I know it's it's so, so good. good. There was it's nobody so from the funny. church there. He just did the drive-by Instagram shot. <laughs> he did like the hot girl standing in front of the looted Verizon store. Yes, yes. Trump uh, is a hot girl. You heard it here. But so good. The bishop. Marion Edgar Budd, who seems pretty cool, her res- she was outraged yeah. that one of her churches was used as a political backdrop to, quote, boast a- of squelching protest against racism. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about Episcopalians. They're generally pretty cool. <laughs> they are some of the few people on the, they tend to be on the right side of this kind of thing. Yeah. They have a female bishop should probably broadly, t- tip you off but, right there. But yeah, yeah, no, I love that, like, he couldn't even find a church that wanted him there. No. Like, he had to just walk in front of a church that hates him. Well, Trump doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Trump is so, Trump was pretty sure this was Jerry Falwell Jr.'s church. <laughs> He's like, I love being here at Liberty. It's a great <laughs> campus. Big park. I imagine Big open Marion park. coming out and being like and, and filled with rage and invective and him being like, Jerry, why do you yeah. look different? <laughs> He has a Christian face blindness. Oh, God. I wish I had that. <laughs> which is known as collar blindness. So, yeah. I mean, fuck the president. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it's telling because as we're going to look at Christian responses, maybe not mm-hmm. that different. Maybe <laughs> not that different from what we're getting from Christian leaders. Not all of them. That's for sure. Certainly. Not enough of them. <laughs> so, as our way in. I attended a protest on Saturday in Los Angeles. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah. The shitty Christians. We don't just talk the talk. We don't just pod the pod. At least one of us actually it... goes outside. <laughs> hey, hey. No, I, have a skin okay. con- I have a skin condition. <laughs> Before anyone try to give me any accolades, just know <laughs> that this was essentially the Uber Eats of protesting. I drove into work. <laughs> And uh, saw on the Black Lives Matter LA Twitter that they were having a protest literally next to my work. <laughs> so uh, I was excited, but mm-hmm. it's not like I, I uh, had to do a lot of work to show up, shall we say. <laughs> I, I did try to rush through my work to like get there because I, I wanted to like be a good socialist yeah, yeah, and yeah. stand in like full solidarity. Uh, I couldn't quite do it, so I did maybe the most socialist take on participating <laughs> in a protest, which is going on my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> but but you didn't eat lunch that's during true. that time. That's true. And so when you think about it, it's no, still not a sacrifice. No, sorry. absolutely like, <laughs> not. But uh, I was uh, thrilled to be able to participate. Yeah. And we want to say here, this is not about either of us. This is not even really about Michael or the mo- like yeah. our movement. This is not about my story. Um, my story is not the most interesting take on this. Uh, what it is is maybe a slightly unique look because yeah. I was both participating in a protest and uh, working for one of the businesses that was, uh, shall we say, deathly afraid of the Heard it here first, Michael, member of the PMC, class trader. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm uh, kidding. Uh, he is a worker. I would love to be a capitalist class trader. Um, <laughs> so I run over there and I get there just as the protest is uh, moving from the rally that they held into a march. Okay. And I have to say, like, after multiple months being in quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really not being around many people. Yeah. To step out of... 
that world into a group of thousands of people standing in solidarity against oppression yeah, that had of to our be most wild. vulnerable people. Like I immediately got overwhelmed, like oh, good wow. overwhelmed, yeah. like uh, overwhelmed in the sense of just like this powerful sense of community that I did not realize how desperately I had been missing. Even though the thing that brings us together is protesting unceasing tragedy, right? it was so beautiful to see such a vast and varied group of people coming together. I, I hop in the procession and we march into the street and I'm not going to be precious about specifics because this shit ended up on the national news <laughs> right. anyway. So we're marching down Third Street, which is a major east-west thoroughfare, uh, heading towards Beverly Hills and just filling this five-lane uh, street. Cool. And it was just stepping into that street with so many people. And I, and I will say it's pretty delicious knowing Third Street because particularly once you get a certain you get west of like pico or whatever it's it's a lot of brunch ass motherfuckers it is, it is so <laughs> fucking brunchy and and <laughs> shout outs to the black lives matter That's organizers right. because after having a couple protests downtown they very intentionally decided to start putting these protests where the people that needed to fucking hear it were well what um, i love about that you know we talk a lot about like how like libs are bad at like thinking of intersectionality in a realistic way mm -hmm. they don't actually ever consider class that is like like what the Black Lives Matter people realize is that class matters. They realize that money matters, and and I really think that was candy and smart putting it in places like Santa Monica and in Venice. Yeah, and for every fucking shitty Fox News pundit that was just like, why are they doing this to their own communities? They were like, excellent point, sir. Let's bring it to yours. Yeah, you're right. Fuck you. I'm outside Megan McCain's building <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> Hell yeah, motherfucker. Let's go. You want a view? You want a view? Uh, so we're marching. The mood is frankly jubilant, which again is, is it's jubilant in protest. It's ju it's jubilant, right? Of course, um, but it it is, and and people are honking in solidarity. Mm -hmm. There was like a postal worker in in her delivery truck, uh, just like pumping her Let me fist. Tell you, postal and workers, for the most part, are pretty fucking real. They know what the fuck's up at the post office and unionized. That's um, fucking right. And so we're marching. Uh, it's it's really great. Uh, I march for as long as I can on my government-mandated lunch break and then head back to my evil capitalist overlords uh, because I am the worst. And in that time, uh, one, I walk back and half the people in the market where I work are fucking tweaked. Uh, really? Yeah. You could really... It was... I've there's never seen of, it clearer. There's kind, of, there's kind of a rundown, isn't yeah, it? There's, yeah, there's a gradient of like... Some of the people that I work with are around being like fucking hype. Uh, some people that were like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> like, I, I agree. Listen, I just, I want to say I would have voted for Obama for a third yeah, time. Exactly. I want to say that. Uh, the enlightened centrist being like. Yes, black lives. But have we considered all yeah, lives? Yeah. So within the next like 30 minutes. Uh-huh the entire area that I work in has decided to shut down. So people are closing their stores. And yeah. in the meantime, as this is happening, this procession of people that has been going for 20 minutes strong. Yes, yeah, so they're down just this marching street. down third. Yeah, marching down third towards Beverly Hills. And at some point, the police stop that progress. And then a phalanx yeah. of cops stop them from continuing into Beverly Hills. So by the time I get back out there, mm -hmm. uh, all of that has already happened. Mm -hmm. And I walk out to a group of people that have been stuck in the same place for about an hour and have taken that time to graffiti everything. Which, for the record, <laughs> is fucking rad. Now that's uh, cool. There was, it was beautiful to walk past a bank and just see it covered in fuck 12, ACAB, FTP, Justice for I'm George I'm just Floyd. imagining shit like, like we have brunch places called like Toast or 
milk. Yeah. Like, I just, I love the on idea of them being like, fuck 12. Yeah. Like, oh, that's delicious. It was gorgeous. Uh, a bus had been uh, totally graffitied up. Okay. Abandoned by everyone on it, and a lot of the windows have been broken, and about five cop cars in the middle of the street had also been destroyed. Wow. Uh, which I gotta say, LAPD has around six thousand police cars currently, yeah. so five thousand nine hundred ninety-five to go. Well done. What do you what do you call five cop cars that have been destroyed, Michael? A good start. When I get there, <laughs> there is not a lot of police presence. There are okay. people chanting. Um, there are people clearly very excited to smash a police car, which before you get too offended at, at like, that's something white people do for fucking fundraisers. Oh, yeah. Like, that's something we did when we won the national title when I was in college. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I also want to say, we paid for the cop cars. Yeah. Those are our cop cars. Yeah. Fuck you, man. This is what we want to do with them. <laughs> like, this, this is, is our it. tax like, dollars. The cops don't own the cop cars. I don't know how many times I've had to fucking tell people this. <laughs> yeah. That's not their personal vehicle. Uh, but also, I just want to say, like, like this was this was not a riot. This That's was right. a protest. No. Like, at one point, I saw saw a younger kid grab a trash can lid and try to break open the door of a local business. Mm-hmm. And that kid got thrown the fuck back <laughs> by several other people awesome. that were like, no, dude, that's not what we're fucking doing here. Yeah. And so what we had was a protest. People are chanting. Uh, I'm sort of working my way up to the front. And just as I sort of am like, oh, shit, those are fucking cop cars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, a, a group of riot police run into the crowd. So um, they don't form a line. Exactly. So they did not create a line and then march forward to create a wall. Yeah. They ran in mm-hmm. directly into the crowd. Yeah. No, they, they entered the crowd. Yeah. And as they do that, they start fucking swinging. Yeah. Ugh. So, so this is you have a peaceful situation. A peaceful situation, like uh, you can you can fucking try to legislate that with us if you want about like, well, they were destroying police property. Well, fuck off. We're fuck gonna get. You. I'm gonna get into that in a minute. Exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, these guys came in. They're swinging batons. Yeah. Uh, they're they're throwing uh, uh, pepper bombs. Oh. Uh, I saw a kid get one of those right in front of him. Um, people are being hit. Uh, beanbag shots are being shot. No. Like it is immediately very violent. And I, I will say. Props to the organizers and props to the protesters because they did an amazing job of surrounding those mm-hmm. people and creating a line and being like, no, fuck you. You're not going to keep running into this. Right. And as that happened and as people moved up and put themselves in harm's way mm-hmm. in order to be able to protect their comrades and protesters, uh, other people were working to help the injured people. You know, uh, a, a unconscious woman that I think took a beanbag shot to the head being moved out of there. Medics were on site. Mm-hmm. The organization on this was really fucking good. And so there's a lot of yelling back and forth. Uh, a mm-hmm. cop named Lopez told me to back the fuck up when he charged me. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, dude, you can't run several feet up to somebody and then tell them to back the fuck up. Like, you back the fuck up. Yeah, no, it's like someone uh, coming into your house and telling you to back up. Oh, wait, yeah. cops have fucking done that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people have their hands up and they're still being shoved. Uh, um, a police car gets lit on fire, huh. uh, which again, <laughs> nothing but good. But with the fumes and everything, everyone kind of has to move back. Yeah. And... It was kind of amazing to watch after all of this violence. How does this crowd respond? They reform, reorganize, create a line, and then yell their demands for the next two hours. People encountered violence, they responded in peace, and they continued to make the demands. It was a really fucking powerful thing to get to be some, one yeah. very, 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 very tiny part of. That's right. Um, after a few hours, they asked uh, some of the allies to stay and sort of create a line so that as uh, mm-hmm. other members disperse, that they aren't hunted down by cops, which is something we've seen happening in a lot of other places. Yeah. That as these things go away, that's when arrests happen. Yeah, you saw a fuckload in Ferguson. Hell yeah. Uh, so we did that, and then we dispersed. Uh, and then I went home. And 
continued being Got a to bougie walk. asshole. Yeah, exactly. Immediately ate his lunch like a dick. And then hopped on the <laughs> internet to talk about how awesome I was. No, uh, it was... Uh, it was incredible. It was an incredible thing to be a part of. It was an incredible thing to see the organization and mission and people so fucking on brand. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple hours later, I see that this thing that I have been a part of is now national news. And it's not national news for the thousands of people and families uh, of all generations. You know, I, I don't know if I said this yet, but like Gen Z fucking out in force. Oh, man. I, we are I, going to skateboard to freedom, man. God it's damn it. No, we are going to hoverboard to freedom. These people are going to lead the fucking way. <laughs> we are going to TikTok the revolution. Uh, the revolution will not be te- televised, but it might be fucking TikToked. Although we need a better platform. <laughs> then I turn on the news and hear about how uh, there's so much chaos happening in Los Angeles. Uh, we are not here to legislate the morality of rioting or looting because rioting or looting are not strategic choices. Like, nobody fucking no. stood and planned a riot. I mean, Trump would tell you it's Antifa. Yeah. He would say that, like, all these riots are uh, leftist leftist uh leftist planned violence but if that were the case bernie would be the nominee so. absolutely yeah if we were what, that I, wish well there, organized. I wish there had been some planned violence against the uh the dnc candidates and all god's people say so. uh, <laughs> but like no. yeah like this is just like this these are random people doing it and i'm sorry like looting i i'm not losing sleep over looting the fucking apple store or target other people have said this better so i'm just going to like steal their words yeah a riot is boiling water it only happens mm-hmm. when the temperature keeps rising. And yeah. if you want to solve the problem of rioting or looting, you need to ask yourself, who keeps fucking turning up the heat? And what I saw on Saturday, and what is, has been proven true countless times all over this fucking country, is that the cops are the ones turning up the fucking heat. Yeah, you saw um, it firsthand. And, and, and the, if you pay any attention to the news, all this verifiable shit, that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, maybe not the news organizations yeah. who are much more content to you show a lone to police car on new, fire. News in uh, the sort of grand sense. Yeah, if I can briefly put on my conspiracy hat. I love it. As I was leaving, uh, there was another police car on fire. Okay. Just up the street from where we were. So interestingly, every other police car that anyone saw that day was either a full-on like riot bus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I think those are I think those are called flashbang buses. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Well done. And then these very modern police SUVs that yeah, are yeah, all yeah. over the LAPD. No, cops have an enormous budget. <laughs> yeah. This one, interestingly, was a Crown Victoria, which has not been in use in Los Angeles for a very long time. Huh. Gee, I wonder why this like hmm. old school police cruiser just happened to show up unattended at an intersection. <sighs> probably no reason, Yeah, Yeah, pro- probably, you know, next to the it- pallet of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> the Molotov, the already lit Molotov cocktails. Yeah. I-, I thought it was really convenient. Yeah, and it was nice. I mean... I, I appreciate the convenience. I kind of want to like, I also just want to say like, I, you see this even in like lib media because those people are simps usually. We need to stop saying that like burning Target or looting an Apple store is violence because I think like words actually matter. And this is a place where like my word nerd shit actually I think is important. Because when you it's say- It's never been true before. So this enjoy is it. This, this moment. is my moment. I'm yeah. really, I'm really excited. <laughs> but like violence- heavily implies it is in the word that you were doing something to another person what that officer did to george floyd that was fucking violence Mm -hmm. but i'm sorry when you loot a target when you burn down a building which we can talk about whether it's right or wrong i tend to think it's fine but even if you think it's wrong it's not violence in that same way this is not violence is personal you cannot be violent to a building fuck you and so i think it's really important because you see even like liberal organizations referring to that as violence but it's not violent unless it's directed to another person and we really need another word for it 
Uh, yeah, fuck you. Burn all the targets. Like, Yeah, there should be no more target. Target sucks. If we want to talk about violence against communities, we need to be talking about what these big box stores mean to those communities. Oh, yeah, like, like, also, Apple, like, so many of these companies, like Apple, or not Apple, like Amazon, etc. Like, a lot of these places work actively with the police anyway. Amazon working with police, Apple exploiting, you know, labor all mm, over the world. Totally. Like, Target playing, you know poverty wages to its people like yep f- these are the fucking villains right it- like if you want to boo and who over mom and pop stores fine sure go for great. it great uh i just i just need you to however intensely you feel about that i need you to be adequately more intensely as upset about the consistent systemic loss of life to police violence i'm gonna tell you what what this fucking implies what this fucking tells yeah. communities of color mm-hmm. tells poor folks is that like a certain amount of targets aren't worth George Floyd's life. And I fucking tell you what, this is the shitty Christian's platform. I will burn every single target in this country if it brought George Floyd back. I mean, it's it's what we're seeing over and over again. Property is valued over life. Of and course. For another... Uh, corporations are people and people aren't. And and so people can't be because right. the corporations took all the, all the personhood. Uh, so too, the area that I work in would shut down for the next three days mm-hmm. in response to what for them essentially amounted to a shit ton of graffiti that was gone the next day. Mm-hmm. Global pandemic for the previous two months, not only did they never shut down for that, of course not. but they actively tried to flout and push rules. They got themselves, Incredible. they de- decided they were a public park at one point so they could start putting tables back until the health department told them to go fuck themselves. Like, like people that have actively been yeah. endangering the lives mm-hmm. of their employees, uh, but now that some property was not even damaged, just spray painted. We have to shut down for three days because we're so fucking worried. I do not think that these riots are being planned strategically. Like we said, this is boiling water. Turn off the fucking heat, this will go away. But also, riots fucking work. (laughs) Yeah. Three more people were arrested for George Floyd's murder today. Charges were upgraded. Again, justice cannot happen. But like people start fucking paying attention where you threaten... When you threaten their shit. No, I think that's so true because you hear it fucking endlessly from, by the way, not just like fucking Fox News, but from the New York fucking oh, Times yeah. saying riots don't work. Riots don't work. That's not how change happens. Fuck you. That's how change happens. Civil Rights Act, motherfucker. Stonewall. What the fuck? Kent State. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, what do you think Malcolm X was about? Because we're not just an MLK podcast. We're a Malcolm podcast. Hell yeah, That shit are. involves some heat. Yeah. Martin Luther King... While he, I think, did a much better job than your your uh, white teachers would lead you to believe <laughs> of advocating for the people who for were For a rioting. lot of things, yeah. Yeah, as we have talked about many times of before course. and we don't need to litigate again. Martin Luther King Jr. was a real one. He was also peaceful and they still fucking killed him. That's right. It was an incredibly powerful thing to be a very small part of. I am so grateful that I had a chance to participate in it. And yeah, I am so grateful to so many other people that are doing this work day in, day out. And you want to say, hey, these things don't work when they're violent. Guess what? Nonviolent stuff has been tried for a really long time. People yeah. have been doing that work. People are doing that work now. Hasn't made a difference yet. Hasn't made the change we need yet. It has made a difference, but it hasn't made the change that these people need yet. Right. So in conversations that I've had this week when people are like, oh, you know, what, what we need, you need to vote mm-hmm. better people in, you know. That is like, that is the one that like makes my skin crawl. Yeah. The, oh my God. The voting... And maybe this is the time to transition to uh, Obama, but like the voting of it all, just I'm so fucking tired what? of it. Because what do you see in Democrat? You see a Democratic governor, you see Democrat, you see Amy fucking Klobuchar could have prosecuted 
The officer who killed she George Floyd taken years ago. state-sponsored murderer off the street long ago. After he already had done this. Yes. To a person of color. And she left him there. If you fucking think voting in some blue people, these are Democrats. It's yep. a Democrat state. Minneapolis is one of the most heavily Democratic cities in the country. We, we live you. in one of the most, quote-unquote, lib cities in America. And uh, police are doing drive-bys with rubber bullets hunting teenagers that are running away from them. The, the next time you fucking tell me to vote, like, I'm going to point you to Eric Garcetti. I'm going to point you to Amy Klobuchar. Joe Biden out there fucking telling, maybe we can teach cops to shoot people in the leg instead. Fuck all that. Fuck you. You cannot demand the oppressed to fix the actions of their oppressors. Well, yeah. And, like, what you have here is this classic American thing. There's two answers Americans have for anything. That's it. Two. Yeah. Fucking violence. Cops are going to beat your ass. The troops are going to come in and beat your ass. Or vote. Vote in violence. But the truth is, is that both Democrats and Republicans use that violence. It doesn't fucking matter, really. Yep. It might be a hair better with Democrats, but honestly, no, it's not better. it's not. It's, it's fucking not, not. It's not better. Look at, look, look at Los Angeles. Look at New York. Like These are the bluest states in the country. And, Fuck off. And they are the best thing you can say about these fucking assholes is that they just don't have any fucking control of their police force anyway. Yeah. That's the nicest way I can put it, is that they are just busy getting fucking cucked by their own police chiefs day in and day out. Um, and that's me being nice. Yeah. No, that's the best. That's that's their their moral best. You have the LAPD police chief being like, there oh are gosh. exactly four individuals responsible George Floyd's murder. <laughs> like, and they are the four police officers and every other police officer is a fucking okay I just, I'm so tired of that because we've heard the same fucking rhetoric for decades and it's the same thing that like bad actors always use when Nancy Pelosi was like, we're not going to investigate Trump any further and this Ukraine stuff. We're only going to touch this. It's like, well, hey, maybe that's because if you follow the money, you're all fucking going to get rounded up. And you know, I'm so sorry. They always say it's a few bad apples, but you know what the truth is that they forget the end of that saying that they spoil the whole fucking barrel. A-A-A-B. All apples are (laughs) bastards. And I just, no, it's it's uh. And we've been, you know what? That sort of willful ignorance, yeah, to the systemic racism that is core to your job, disqualifies you from that post. Get the fuck out, man. Republicans think like not being racist is just not going up and calling people the n-word. Democrats think being racist is like your heart is good. Like Arsetti said that like he believes like that that police chief's heart is good. And it's like yeah. neither After one, that police none that said shit the matters. Protesters were the same as the cops that murdered George Floyd. Eric Garcetti was like, I believe his heart is right. Yeah. He wouldn't be in that position if I didn't believe that his heart. Shut the fuck up, Eric. I don't care what you believe. Yeah. No one ever has. It's just so, this is, this is voting won't save you in this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just more bootstraps rhetoric. Yeah. Just, just pull yourself up, pull yourself up by your own oppression. That's all rich people can ever say anyway. That's all they've ever said since Diddy did vote or die. They have no answer because that's all they can do because that's all they want to do. Because when you say the system doesn't work and they are the system. And they're on top of it. Yeah. Ice Cube said it best today when he said they're two wings of the same bird. And like in the midst of this. Yeah. Our former, you know, there have been Twitter calls for Bush and Obama to come unite on air and call for an end to racism which is amazing <laughs> when during bush's presidency they were just clipping black folks oh, yeah. in 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 uh in katrina, katrina in, oh, sorry in, in, in new orleans, orleans. like this is a katrina. matter of public record yeah uh kanye his greatest moment to this day remains talking about george bush not caring about black folk so obama though decides to take this moment this mantle he was the leader of the free world during black lives matter and he made some big changes we all remember yep. those and we all remember how racism was solved 
And so he decides to do what has to be done. You know, the big systemic change. And he writes a medium post. God damn it. Somehow that got me. <laughs> you knew it was coming and you're still just upset. Weren't you president during Ferguson? Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> like, this, what? This was on your watch. Oh, but maybe maybe he's going, yeah. maybe there's a mea culpa here. So Tell me, what he does tweeted, he have to say? I have some thoughts about real change, which is amazing. Mm. He was president so he could become a poster. So he has a bunch, like several points. But his first one is basically don't be, quote, violent towards property or stores. Let's not excuse violence, he writes, or rationalize it or participate it. If we want our criminal justice system and American society at large to operate on a higher ethical code, we have to model that code to ourselves. Uh, this, is, says, this is the most Democrat thing ever of just like, as long as we play by the rules, we win even as we're losing. I mean, this was his fucking yeah, Supreme Court nomination that's right. where he had legal grounds to just be like, fuck you. You refuse to like right. he- have a hearing. He could have done, just do- do do uh, done it. I could just do it. just do it. And instead, no, 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 no. We have to take the fucking high road. And so then he tells people to vote. Of course, yes. Because he says, quote, aspirations have to be translated into specific laws and institutional practices in a democracy that only happens when we elect government officials who are responsive to our demands. Motherfucker, we had you in office and we had Eric Holder as AG. What happened? I guess what I guess what you're happened? saying is that you were deeply unresponsive to our demands. <laughs> I guess what you're saying is we shouldn't have fucking voted for you. Yeah. Because that's the only takeaway how, I can take from can this. You, how can, can you, you imagine having this a president <laughs> and saying like, you need to vote can you fucking imagine oh man and she he goes on elected officials who matter most in reforming police departments and criminal justice system work at state and local okay that's fine but you know what amy fucking klobuchar and your party who you told to drop out to make the way for joe biden is responsible for george floyd's death as much as anybody and this is the best one this is my favorite this is what he ends with so after telling people to vote to change the system through the system that's his argument always he says his, this is this is his final bit. This is what Bring he wants to home. leave you with. It's time for hope and change. Take me there. Take me there. <laughs> Here's a report and toolkit developed by the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights and based on the work of the Task Force on 21st Century Policing that I formed when I was in the White House. So he was president to write a paper. You got elected president to write a paper, you bitch! <laughs> oh god, that is that is you the most lip shit I've ever heard. And here's another 5,000 words that will never be implemented in any form or fashion. Thank you. <laughs> that Trump is using as toilet paper. This is on your fucking watch, bro. It was on your Black Lives Matter and Ferguson happened on your watch and you gave me a fucking task force. And you gave me Trump. And then you went parasailing with Richard Branson. Yeah. And hey, the, and Obama, then, shut the fuck and up. And then you sailed away to your fucking Netflix deals. You weren't helpful then. You're less helpful now. Before we get out of here, <laughs> we're going to do what we do on this podcast. We're going to talk about Christians. Yeah, let's, and t- let's talk about some Christians. We're, gonna, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but we are going to give you a sampling, a, yeah. a, a, a sort of like a flight, if you will, a beer flight of bad and sometimes okay Christian takes. This is This is your pick three appetizers at Applebee's <laughs> of the Christian response to these We're going to have some racism sliders. Yeah. We're going to have some centrist jalapeno poppers. Uh-huh. And we are going to have real one potato skins. Oh, potato skins is your choice. I was thinking artichoke spinach dip. but Oh, fuck. I love yeah. artichoke spinach dip. 
We're going to start with a bad one. Yeah, hit me. In the National Review, a woman by the name of Alex... <laughs> not that bad. Please, not that bad. A Catholic by the name of Alexandra De Sanctis. She wrote an article addressing the New York Times editorial board talking about how people have a right to live, which is pretty good. The New York Times editorial board is usually bad, but they kind of people did the bare minimum People have a right to here. life and capitalism. I mean, that's what they believe, but I'll take the life one. Yeah. The New York, so the New York Times wrote this article. I will just quote the most... Sure. The, the salient part. This country has failed to provide one of the most fundamental protections in the Constitution, the right to life. Boring, but true. Fine. Very true. You Great. know what I mean? But they, they, like, they actually... They're doing a little bit of their duty there. Yeah. They, Alexandra, they however, thinks that is cute. She thinks that is cute because you know who doesn't have the right to life, Michael? Oh, Michael, I think I know. Do you know who doesn't have the right to oh, life? Oh, I think I might know. The unborn babies don't have the right to life, Michael. I think I just I just won Christian Bingo. <laughs> it's it's a card where every square is just unborn babies. <laughs> every square is just a fetus and 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 uh every every chit is just a drill. <laughs> Just uh, just putting down chainsaws. <laughs> oh. So she writes, of course, in their view, that right should apply only to Americans who have already been born. We're not even going to spend more time on this because I just want to say this. I have seen this for decades. Oh, yeah. This is that kind of Christian who thinks the only thing worth mentioning, no matter what bad happens. I saw this when uh, Notre Dame in Paris burned. Yeah. I would see right wing Christians be like. You know, it sucks that Notre Dame burned, but have you ever thought about the unborn babies? Like, they love doing no matter what bad happened. Like, you'll be watching Netflix with them, and, like, the power will go out, and you'll be like, shit. And they'll be like, yeah, but have you thought about the unborn babies who aren't watching Netflix? You That's bitch. Right. They will never get to either Netflix or chill. <laughs> but they can acknowledge no suffering oh, except yeah. that of unborn babies. And it's just like, fuck off. <laughs> like, it's so boring. It's not an isolated event. There's a lot of these people. And I've seen a number of articles being like, yeah, don't kill George Floyd, but what about the real black genocide? I have seen that article. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shut the fuck up. Um, I, I have seen maybe the slightly more enlightened pro-life take. Oh, okay. Which is the, we must be as concerned about George Floyd's death as we are for the unborn babies. Mm -hmm. Which is still wrong. It's but I should feel like I should say, because I've seen it a few places too... Uh, that is at least an attempt at some what's, sort of what's ideological the phrase, consistency. Womb to tomb. Yeah, which yeah, is something the like creepiest that. shit. Yeah, I'm sorry, you made it weird. it weird. They always <laughs> do. Weird. There's no fucking difference, am I right? And that they both contain a person that is not technically alive. So we're gonna move on. Gospel Coalition does a little better. This is your centrist. If the president tells you to shoot looters, you have a duty to disobey. You fucking think? What a like! I love this so much. It's just a like minimum thing. Like, oh yeah. Hey, listen, you're a Christian. You have a gun. I know you're thinking. Should I shoot these people when Trump <laughs> says shoot them? I know. I know you want to. I know. That, I know you've got them lined yeah. up in your crosshairs. I know that you've been fantasizing about this moment since you were 12 years old. I know it's the only thing that can get you hard anymore. I know. But like, listen. Listen. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> I love it so much. And he spends like 5,000 words to make an article that should just be duh. Yeah. He spends like so many words, uh, but he still manages to get a false equivalency of looting and shooting. This is a little bit of a long quote, but worth it. On one side are Christians who legitimize the illegal use of violence, the looting and rioting. And that side is hella big. <laughs> yeah. And as a valid response to the use of illegal violence and the apparent murder of George Floyd. On okay, the other anyway. side are those who believe that to quell the looting and destruction of property could necessitate the use of deadly force. So what he's saying is looting is the same thing as shooting. And then he says, don't shoot looters because you're a Christian. You can ignore it, which fine, but I don't care. You suck. If, if that is the whole of your takeaway, yeah. don't shoot people. 
that is sort of the thing that we're arguing yeah, that, for. I love that. Yeah. That's good. That's not bad. It maybe, maybe misunderstands the grounds on which we fight these things. It, it is the most milk toast of Tay. So we're going to move on. Fe- the Federalist. We're back to the Federalist. This is just like all our greatest hits here today. Oh, yeah. A Christian writes in the Federalist, Trump went to church. The rest of the country must follow now oh god i love this so much all right strap up everybody everybody get your tear gas we're going to church so she acknowledges the riots and then she writes saint john's episcopal church the church that trump stood in front of isn't the only desolate house of worship today church buildings across america stand as empty and ineffectual as if they too were consumed by fire shuttered not by anarchists but by tyrants the corona tyrants michael have you considered that the tyrants are worse than the riots oh, the people God. who are like don't go to church so you don't kill somebody are the same thing I, it's the I, same thing michael when we think about church responses i think it's very telling that in searching for information like mm. just any sort of christian take on these riots i still <laughs> mostly i saw more articles arguing about whether we should or shouldn't reopen churches than I did in any way Dude, there's encountering. There's so many. Yeah. It's just been huge. It's been everywhere. Yeah, it's been everywhere. The Supreme Court decision. The Supreme decision... Court ruled on it saying that states did have the right to close churches, but Christians freaked the fuck out oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah. They lost their damn mind over arguing for the right to murder their own congregants. To meet for a service that you will have. Listen, have a little faith, you tiny sub-mustard seed bitches. Have a little <laughs> faith that an institution that has existed for 2,000 years will be fine after six fucking months. How dare you believe so little of Christianity, you basic bitches. To be fair, when we argue who thinks less of Christianity... <laughs> Somehow they think less of Christianity than we do. Yeah, That's honestly, what's amazing. Honestly. honestly. So, this woman continues. And my favorite part, this is, this is where she brings a galaxy brain. We Hit have me. to go back to church, and here's why. How can Christians expect spiritual revival, racial harmony, and peace while neglecting our assembly together? So if we aren't in church, Michael, we can't fix racism. Yeah, well, you That's know, when we answer. look at the history of the church, what we see is that they have <laughs> always been on the side of racial justice and bringing us together. Certainly never been called the most segregated institution in America. Of course not. Who would ever do that? Who would use? Why would a church be segregated? That makes no sense. We're all Christians. Jesus loves us all equally. So just incredible. I yeah. love the idea that like this woman galaxy, she did it. She galaxy brained it, basically saying we have to go to church and give each other corona to solve racism like we were beforehand. And we- here's the thing. I put myself in danger to go participate in a protest as thousands of others did and potentially expose totally. ourselves to corona because that shit actually matters. Yeah. If the church was fucking doing that, you might have a goddamn point. Continue. So we have one more. And this article is a little dry and a little long. <laughs> Because and we're going to read it to you verbatim because, frankly, it's the juiciest part of this podcast. <laughs> I kind of almost want to because it is that in subtly insane. I yeah. think it's important to say that, like, the people that are the most insane, the people that get the most done are not the Trumps of the world. They're the George W. Bushes who can put on a moderately decent face while killing everyone in the Middle East. Yeah, be scared of the boring people yeah. because they're the ones that are going to, to like, you won't notice till you're already dead. So this guy writes, uh, Mark Lavish, restraint and resolve, Christian realism, the requirements of courage. The title means nothing. This article is in a magazine called Providence. And Providence is all about just war theory, which should probably tickle your Wait, ears. A magazine? 90% of their articles are about war, just war, and the use of violence in a state-sanctioned context. Great. Love it. 
I, I think it's it's not a stretch to say this is their mission. So yeah. that should probably tell you where this is going. So looking at through looking at the issue of violence, he writes, through a Christian realist lens, whatever the fuck that means, we see that the police officer's mission closely corresponds to the just war aim. What? Under the influence of just war tradition, commanders establish rules of engagement. So in other words, cops are sold soldiers and the communities they're policing are the combatants. Are, are enemy the combatants. The fundamental assumption of this article. The article takes that as its assumption. Yeah, that, that that's not even the argument. That's, no. That's the prelude. And so what's so deeply fucked up is he writes, the just moral framework enables war fighters to balance and promote the critical considerations of restraint and resolve. It both catalyzes as well as limits violence. I'm only seeing one half of that yeah. equation there, Mark. Show, show me where the violence is being limited. What's amazing here is he writes this really bland, very academic article using a fra this just insane framework. Yeah. Of, like, invasion. Just war theory only exists to make all war just. Yeah. That's the only purpose that it has is to launder morality into a fundamentally immoral act. Yeah. I di we disagree with just war theory. Yeah. But even if you agree with just war theory, it's insane to then be like, cops are also soldiers. Yeah, well, it's it almost takes... as if they just want to make all violence. And in the Christian paradigm, there really, there's almost no place for violence so you, except for they would argue state violence. So if you make everything a soldier, then it's all fine. Yeah, that is fucking terrifying. It is really insane. And then he uses stories. This is my favorite, but we're not going to get into them all because it's really, really Byzantine. But he uses stories from soldiers in Vietnam and Iraq to demonstrate how American cops should behave. I'm going to I'm gonna start throwing shit. <laughs> we have a riot yeah. getting in our apartment. Vietnam? <laughs> Looking out of Viet like, he uses an example of a guy, in Viet like soldiers in Vietnam, who could be in a dangerous situation, but decide not to shoot as an example of something cops could do. Like, they're not sure, but they decide. Do you know what happened to Vietnam, Michael? Over a m We don't know how many people died. We know it's at least a million. Oh, yeah. Because we have no idea. We have no way of knowing how many people we murdered. They didn't have to shoot because the fucking napalm was coming. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh he wants... You know, listen, he just wants the same level of stability for America as we have in Iraq. <laughs> well, let's give it fucking to him, then. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. brings this home. He's trying to be reasonable. He does this very, like, neocon thing. This is a neocon article. I think that's the frame to use this. Yeah. It seems reasonable. It's very academic. It's very much Republicans in the mid-2000s who wanted to buy your consent, as opposed to Republicans to today who mostly just assume they don't care. Yeah. And so he talks about how, like, what we should do when we're protecting property. Yeah, look, listen, don't do violence. But he writes, but victims have responsibilities, too. And one of them is to not repay moral evil with moral evil. What is unequivocally clear is that when citizens fail in their responsibilities not to burn things down, <laughs> that American law enforcement is responsible for keeping them from being burned. American law enforcement that has never burned anything. But if the order is to insert themselves between rioters and commercial properties, <laughs> then it is appropriate... Between lives and not lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it is appropriate for them to use escalating levels of force up to lethal force to stop rioters. Jesus Christ. By the way, rioters, in this scenario, which he has built yeah. up, 
on the other side is just stuff. He 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 could have constructed anything. And he literally there could have says, been unborn babies on the other side of <laughs> that least, aisle. At least Alexandra tried. She's an idiot, but she tried. She fucking tried. And this guy literally constructs a situation in which guardsmen are supposed to shoot people from getting into Target to save the fucking PlayStations. Like yeah, no, it's um, absurd. And he builds his own. He builds his own straw man is still evil. Is, he built an evil demonic straw man. Villainous uh, for his <laughs> theoretical defense. Uh, so I cops think, are soldiers and they should kill people. And let's just say, like, this is absolutely how cops operate. This cops only have one tool. That's right. Uh, especially when they care to use oh, it. Oh, yeah. If we've seen anything from all of these protests to, you know, I don't want to wear masks and reopen. Mm. Uh, like, they're <laughs> fully capable of de-escalating when they fucking want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people have been talking about, hey, we need more training on de-escalation. Like, we don't, fu- like, they fucking know how to do it when the people are white. Damn right. But this is their tool. In all of these protests, their only answer is, okay, we're going to hurt you more. And we're going to keep fucking hurting you till you do what we fucking want. You remember in April, a month ago? <laughs> God, no. When all the shitty white folks were protesting outside the governor's arms of the teeth and none of them got shot. None of them got pepper sprayed. None of them got beaten. None of them got fucking arrested. So like, don't fucking tell me you can't do this right. Don't fucking tell me that. Yeah. Well, if they had any interest in it. There you go. You want this shit to start. You're offended by looting. You're offended by rioting. You think it's just so bad that people's livelihoods are being destroyed. Very simple solution. Stop the systematic destruction of black life. Yeah. Yeah. So you you, you just... Dumped a busload of <laughs> shit on here. And like, I think I, I knew that you were going to sort of do the deep dive on the conservative. I started looking a little bit more at like the liberal would be a strong term, but the J.D. Greer's of the world. Uh, and J.D. Greer. J.D. Greer. What would you even call J.D. J.D. Greer? J.D. Greer is the Obama of Southern, like uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. It's, That's pretty good. That's it, well, pretty good. He's a lot better than the thing that came before. He's probably a lot better than whoever will come after. Yeah. Uh, but he is still deeply and fundamentally unable or unwilling to make the kind of necessary mm-hmm. change to address the actual problems in his institution. Like, and J.D. Greer <laughs> hopped on Twitter this week to say a lot of things about how the he was target, grieved the for violence. the targets as well as the violence against as we the protesters. All Who has not and, lit a candle to target? And he did, I think, maybe the most lib shit ever, which was use hashtag Blackout Tuesday to talk about how he was listening. Oh, yes. You know, oh, I, I'm listening. I'm learning. And I guess... What, are you 50 fucking five years old? You're, you live <laughs> yeah. in fucking North Carolina? What the fuck have you been doing all this time? Exactly. You are the head of a denomination that has a historical background mired in racism. Totally. You came to the forefront to try to address the fucking issues of mm. how fucking segregated your your denomination was. Yeah. What the fuck do you need to hear, man? <laughs> what are you doing still listening? Where have you been for the last four years? Were you not listening then? And listen, there are a lot of people walking a path of I, that I think is not always easy to walk. Of course. When you, when you grow up in a society that tells you your entire life as a white person, like, your comfort is fine. You earned it. Everything's yeah. great. You have to actually be willing to open your eyes in order to see that. It's not that it's hard to find. It's just that mm-hmm. there's a lot of people lying to you in the meantime. And until you understand that you're being lied to about the state of fucking play, I do think that we need to give people time and space to come to terms with what what is actually happening in this fucking country. Yeah. This man is in a position of power, mm-hmm. of an institution that has dealt with these issues for centuries. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like... You get in the fucking street. You man. mentioned this. Like, get in the street. But, like, more, even more importantly, 
he should be in the street. But tell your congregation to go in the street. Tell the entire SBC, the, ten, the over 10 million people, to get in the street. And then, when they're in the street, tell the senators to show the fuck up in your office. Because I tell you fucking what, they would. J.D. Greer can call any senator or governor from North Carolina and tell them to sit down, and they would. They absolutely would. And they, he, they would is, he has been in all of those positions. He has gone to the Senate floor to do a morning prayer and meet with people. And yeah. Do, like, like, this man has access to power. Mm-hmm. And he has a voice that is considered credible because a lot of these people, people fucking are Southern well, Baptists. Can, can you imagine if, like, obviously this is absurd, but, like, half of Southern Baptists went out and protest. Seven million whatever Southern Baptists were in the streets all across the South protesting. Yeah. Beef some fucking change, man. J.D. Greer, the standard is now what are you doing? Totally. Uh, let's bring it home with some actual real takes. Okay. Right? Because I do think that one of the great and powerful things about our faith mm-hmm. is that it can speak oppression james cone who was a liberation theologian Mm -hmm. um who got popular in the 60s and was writing all the way up into the 2010s when he passed uh very simply those of us who embrace the cross cannot turn away from the lynching tree Mm. wow i think those words are as powerful as they have ever been Mm -hmm. in any part you know whether it's the lynching tree or the guns or a fucking knee like we're still we're still living in an era of public black execution who i mean who were jesus people they were Slaves, sex uh-huh. workers. They were people at the low end. So. Susan M. Shaw, who uh, we have quoted on this podcast before, yes. says the call to take up our cross is not a call to personal piety. It is a call to action and alliance with all those who suffer under oppressive systems. That's right. And if we think about that moment when Jesus is walking, carrying the cross mm-hmm. to his own death, we are talking about a person who is suffering under an oppressive system. That's right. A man who was killed unjustly by the state. Uh, a victim of not just state violence, but state torture and ridicule, which is very much the same position Mm -hmm. that we see so many communities of color uh, under today. And whether we're talking about that as we have been this episode Mm -hmm. in the States, or we're talking about the imperialism that we, and violence that we export all over the world, you know, Nancy fucking Pelosi as DC burns in protest of these crimes being like DC may burn, but the one thing we will always do is support fucking Israel. I just, you know, an autistic man was shot. An autistic Palestinian man was shot by Israeli troops while his mother tried to tell them that he was special needs. Yep. Like, a four-year-old just died recently after being killed by Israelis. And and I just... And you see us giving American guns and weaponry to Saudi Arabia, who is just performing genocide in Yemen. And, you know, I'm sorry. This is this is a domestic thing that we also export abroad. Absolutely. It is it is it is a disease that we have infected. And it's both parties. You oh know? yeah. You see Joe Biden Joe Biden will support Israel and Saudi Arabia to the hilt. Last question. Yes. As we get out of here. We are Christians. Shitty yeah. Christians, but Christians nonetheless. <laughs> God help us. I know. Please God help yeah, us. Yeah, literally God please. Uh, like what would genuine church support look like? And in order to be able to answer that question, I think we have to acknowledge this is a battle that the black church has been fighting for a long time, long before this shitty podcast existed. So one of the best things we can do is point you to those voices. So we mentioned James Cone earlier in the podcast. He's a liberation theologian that wrote about these issues for his entire career. Uh, His most famous late period work, uh, The Cross and the Lynching Tree, is definitely Shitty Christian's recommended reading. Uh, You could also take a look at William Barber II, who is um, the current head of the Poor People's Campaign and has been doing a lot of great political activism from a perspective of faith. 
But if we could also do what we do a lot on this podcast and speak to historically white churches and say, now is the time to make sure that those voices are being heard in your congregation, whether that's the work you do from the pulpit, bringing on a, a trusted pastor from a community or church of color, uh, or you could, you know, bring in a Black Lives Matter activist uh, because Frankly, the idea that like our faith has nothing to learn from the activist community or the idea that that the people who are seeking the same justice that we are called to seek in this world don't have things to teach us or that we don't have work to be done alongside them uh, does a disservice uh, to both our activism and our faith. So show solidarity. Right. And by that, I do and don't mean like it's you want to put up your little twitter mm. you want to put a sign on the church that's fine i actually think that sort of visibility can be helpful but sure. it needs to be backed up with action yeah and it needs to be backed up with an understanding that like our god is a god of liberation love and justice and if you're not fighting for those causes and i'm not talking about just mm -hmm. talking about being nice to people till they change if you're not fucking fighting for those causes then like you've left your faith behind yeah if i can speak to if i can speak to historically white churches churches that are predominantly white or Absolutely, historically white yeah then like you need to you need to do those visibility things but it needs most churches just think not being racist means not being actively racist to the people that come in your doors you need to seek out poor communities you need to offer financial and material help to these communities you need to put pressure if you want to be a political church fucking fine but you need to put pressure on local and national representatives about these issues you need to tell your congregations to help these people you need to give money time and resources to poor communities and communities of color you need to stop pretending the gospel is not that shit yeah you need to stop acting like you're okay to the one black guy who walked in that one time that's not it you need to go out and help people in the streets uh, so with that, uh, you know, as, as challenging as this topic is and as long and hard as the fight ahead of us looks like, uh, it's incredibly, you know, encouraging to see this many people in the streets uh, fighting for these causes. Protesting works. Uh, if we have seen nothing, it's that protesting is working and we're just getting started. So stay safe as much as you can. Stay in the streets. Amen. Uh, my name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. My name is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And you can follow all of our pod shenanigans at shitty underscore pod. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. And keep at it. Get a dose of dirty cold to go. Been cold since cold flow. Got a wire to enlarge and I'll set a fire down below. I hang it up when you say sorry, didn't know. Probably got a year, 10 to go, so let's go. I don't really know how to go slow. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn, that motherfucker's cold. Hey, you in the wrong mode, you open and close, you know, holes, no go. This whole world's a shit mode, built to the brim like Gitmo. When you think it don't get more low, with limbo to the sticks on flow. All oppression's born of lies, I don't make the rules, I'm just one guy. I'll do respect and getting spit on, how respect is now defined. Hungry for truth, but you got screwed and drank the Kool-Aid. There's a line, it ends directly at the edge of a mass grave that's their design. Funny fact about a cage, they're never built for just one group. So when that cage is done with them and you still pour it, come for you. The newest lowest on the totem, well golly gee, you have been used. You have to build a death machine that down the line will kill you too. Christians yelling at different kids in prisons ain't a sin shit. Even one scrap of a Jesus talk connected, you feel different. What a disingenuous way to piss away existence, I don't get it. I say you lost your goddamn minds if y'all possess one to be with. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got
got done walking in the snow. God damn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. God damn that motherfucker cold. Cold, 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 cold. Yeah, ho, gangsta boo, run the jewel. We back on our shit, and it's cold as fuck. Well, from the ages one to four around the age of five you shift away from your body to be stored they promise education but really they give you tests and scores and they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest and usually the lowest scores the poorest and they look like me and every day on the evening news they feed your fear for free and you so numb you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper i can't breathe and you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on tv the most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically. Fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother and you know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters. All of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Who really wanna run it with the Jew runners? Go hellfire high in a new summer. It's cold winter, baby, and a cool summer. I suicide bomber in a blue hummer. Emerge at the side, not a booze on them. Bad news coming through, son, through, son. Three beats like a wet dot chew on them. Got a short rope crew on them. Move on them. Move on them. We be the heroes, the breakers, the chains, and the muscles of locks. You be the sucker supporting the bitches that talk to the cops. Mr. Omanica turning and facing a fuck up on rock. I'm not so sure opportunities knocking this party the law. Word to the old school tape decks. I get ready to go Raheem Beastman. My Nike pin is sacred. Similar to the Ghostface bracelet. Frying in a hole. Oh, no joke. Probably go broke just off smoke. Fuck what you gonna do? Not smoke. Get a job, made a roll, be a dope. Nah, I'ma do me. I didn't got though. 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 First of all, they cheating. Because huh? they're one of them black and the other one white. Uh -huh. So if you don't like them, you automatically racist. Ah, uh, well. Uh.